This episode of the Whiskey Reel is brought to you by Shit Show, the new stop-motion animated series. Shit Show is a fucked-up comedy about a group of friends who also happen to be the most disgusting objects in the world. We follow Thomas, a used heroin needle, Steve, a piece of poo, and Tampy, a bloody tampon, as they fight their way out of the sewer and back into the hearts of mankind, if only they can get their shit together first. It's like Aqua Teen Hunger Force meets BoJack Horseman jam-fucked onto the set of Coraline. Shit Show's Kickstarter is live now, and they need your support to get across the finish line. So go to shitshowtheshow.com to donate and choose from great rewards, like a poster signed by the cast and crew, an executive producer credit, or the highly coveted I Helped Fund a Shitty TV Pilot coffee mug. That's shitshowtheshow.com. Donate now and help make this shitty TV show a shitty reality. The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! Last couple weeks have been really weird for me. So I've had things literally blowing up at work. Um, I've had windows getting smashed, boilers blowing up. It's been one literal thing after another. And then yesterday was one of the strangest days. (laughs) I had... (laughs) Two really weird posts relating to me, which is strange because I'm not online. Yeah. So posting to me anything means nothing because I have to have a third party show me. So I don't know what, like you're screaming like old man fucking shaking your fist at the clouds. I don't know who you're screaming at. And then I proceeded to get on my day, went to work. That was always fucking it's always a shit show, but a good shit show. I get go to get my cab vaccinated. And they read the chip and because some tweakers lost the cat, we found it. They didn't want the cat. They call the owners and then animal control comes in. So we thought we were going to lose our cat. Oh, because the chip said that it was somebody else's cat. And they're like, you stole this cat. And here I am thinking I'm going to have to tell my daughter her cat's gone. Jesus, um, that's terrible. (laughs) So I had a pit in my stomach all day. So that resolved that and then proceeded to go about the night's business. Now, I hope... Everybody listening here, we have a lot of people that listen from this town. We are in Durango, Colorado. We have a lot of people listen. And I'm going to make a reference to something. And I think you guys know, and it's going to be lost on some of you that aren't in town, but just bear with me because it's going to be brief. I want everybody to understand. I know online's all a fire with subjects. I want everybody to understand that the people that work in any establishment especially the one that I'm thinking about. And I know the one you guys know I'm talking about. I've never had a problem with any people there, nor has people that work there. Nor has this podcast. We have never said one disparaging word. Um, We've made some jokes and I've made jokes about my place, about El Moro, about Steamworks. I've made jokes because that's what we do here. We try to be funny. Sometimes pisses people off. I get that. 
and that was by no means our intention. We're just trying to be funny and be stupid and irreverent. That being said, I want everybody to understand that we had nothing but the utmost respect and reverence for the boots on the ground people. Of course. Work anywhere in the restaurant industry. Yeah. Period. End of story. I've backed that up with my own money. I put my money where my mouth is and I got receipts. So that's the end of that. Trust me, though, when I say this, we wrote a great bit for this week that we are not going to do. And we're not going to do it. Now, that sponsor pulled out at the last minute. Pulled out at the last minute. That sponsor <laughs> will be coming back when this is resolved. Um, so will our explanation of the entire order of events once it's resolved. You're just going to have to listen every week forever. Sorry, to- <laughs> um, but but and it shouldn't take very long to resolve it. Trust me. Um, hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a fucking weirdo one. Dude. Weird um, fucking week. Last 24 hours have been entertaining. Interesting. Yeah. It was full of events. <laughs> I think there's a general sense in the world right now because we're kind of seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, maybe. People are wiling, uh, of this, huh? People are wiling out. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are, are taking things really, really serious. I know I am. Yeah, we all are. You know? I mean, it's I'm, hard. I'm so ready to be done with this, you know? Yes, and I'm, sir. That means I'm, I'm anxious and I'm full of fucking stress constantly. And I'm like, just, just yeah. make this stop. And I think everyone's kind of having that sense. Yeah. You know, and there's been no real relief yet. So now we're watching things get worse right at the end, you know, and it's uh, I think it's just freaking everybody the fuck out. Man. And, and, and that being said, you're 100 percent right. That being said, as you all know, we live in this little bubble of Durango, although outside of this bubble, as good as everything looks inside of this bubble, outside of the bubble, things have not stopped. And we're looking at fourth waves. We're looking at we're looking at some real, real shit happening. Um, the beautiful part is that it's goddamn gorgeous outside. Right. Um, go go look outside it's, if you feel the. I'm wearing a t-shirt. I didn't have to put a jacket or a hoodie on. It's amazing. Sh- Although we'll beautiful. leave today and it'll be still be two inches on the ground. <laughs> I know, right. Um, who are we? We are the riskiest of wheels, Aaron. Yes, the whiskey reel. <laughs> we are the whiskiest of reels. The riskiest of wheels. Um, we are at least thirty thousand feet below the earth. Yep. Uh, we are currently constructing Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> um, in our, uh, we like to call it our studio room, uh, where we're constructing our own Mecha Godzilla to battle the forces of evil. Um, <laughs> and there's a lot of them out there. There are. Wait, are we, are we building that to scale? Yes, we are. Yeah. Okay. That's happening right now. Independent angel investor. Okay. Is coming yeah. in to, to fund that. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot to say though, that to my left is Bobcat Drunkweight. Mr. Bobbeth Van Noyes of the Tallahassee Van Noises. Uh, oh, man. I, I don't it. have my cheat sheet. Oh, here you go. Oh, <laughs> see, we have so many AKAs. We got more AKAs than the woo, dude. Oh, man. And I came up with a really good one for you yesterday. And, you and then it. I just fucking blew it. I should have written Perfect. it down. I was laughing so hard you at gotta, myself. You got it. Yeah. You gotta, <laughs> <laughs> as I am wont to do. <laughs> um, I'm going to introduce you right across from me, this big, beautiful man. Big mouthy fuck, uh, <laughs> problem causer. <laughs> I believe it was. I was called a shit talker. A shit talker. I'm yes. a fire starter. I'm thinking of having business cards made that say shit talker. You're a bit of a shit talker. Um, he is the fried piper, my sweet Jesus Chuddlesworth. <laughs> the train horn himself, Sean Mo. And I'm going to introduce myself because there's nobody left. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Hi, guys. I'm I Aaron. I just wanted to introduce you. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Hi, I guys. Know. I'm Aaron. Nice to meet you. Um, I'm also known in elite circles as Tony Montana's <laughs> and in 
even more elite circles as Wolfgang Fuck. And it's a pleasure to be here. Um, We don't have to be here. We do it because we love to be here. That's why we're here. We We love each other and we love you. It's free funny for all you fucks. Free funny. I Um, will say it's, uh, we're starting to see signs of the apocalypse temperature wise. (laughs) Um, It's, it's gotta be 80 degrees in here right now. Right now. Yes. And And I'm breathing it back out at 90 something. And it's April. You would think, you would think being this far under the earth. It would be cold. We're close to the magma. Yeah, See, we're very we're, close it's to the, the mantle. Ma- the mantle. The mantle. It's hot. Didn't you watch um, Godzilla? <laughs> yeah, I did. You know, there's a whole world. The hollow the earth theory. The, the hollow um, earth, yeah. And I'm sure, and I said that too. I was watching that with Rex, and we can get into that a little bit, but I was watching that with Rex. It's just utter dumb fun. I, if you just turn your brain off for two hours, go watch fucking big CG monsters beat the shit out of each other. Yep. Um, it's fine. It's exactly what you think it is. I, I was laughing with Rex watching that going, there's so many hollow earth people jerking off right now. Yes. Like they were like, I knew it. I knew this is confirmation. Oh, yes. Um, finally, there's an accurate representation <laughs> in cinema. Dude. Do you think Hollow Earth and Flat Earth people just fucking throw down like Anchorman style? No, no, no. I imagine that they hate each other like tennis players and pickleballers. They have. Like <laughs> one's too new age. <laughs> you don't know about pickleball? I have a question. Yes. <laughs> what, what is, is pickle? a pickleball? So pickleball is like this half-assed form of tennis that old people and people with injuries can play where it's it's essentially tennis with a smaller paddle and I think the ball bounces a little less. It's got a little bit more weight and it bounces less so that it, it, you can't crush it. And people play only in doubles. So it's a lot like doubles badminton, but it's also tennis with a smaller paddle. It's all the rage. And the tennis players who want tennis. My dad's a tennis instructor in town. So I'm just, you know, telling you his drama about how it's tough to get time because the pickleball people are always on the courts. Um, We used to call it paddle ball. Hmm. And I don't know if that's not the official name, but what we used to do is we used to get paddles, like like racquetball paddles, but good ones. And then we would take a tennis ball and puncture it. So we take the air out of a tennis ball. The courts are smaller. Yeah. So there's less. But man, we used to get it's the only it's one of the only games where you can like drink while you play because you're just yeah. sweating and it's stupid. And, you know, but dude, you could get some fucking fire ass fucking volleys going. Yeah, but. but it's you're like literally 10 feet in front of somebody. Yeah, just it's, it's almost it's shit, just honestly a version of that. They've just yeah. made like fancier paddles or they made huh. fancier rackets for it. I, I did make pickles. a. Uh, <laughs> like I'm glad that none of this had to do with actual pickles. I was troubled. Yeah, that was uh, freaking me out. <laughs> yeah. I, I yelled at one of our bartender friends in town. Because, pickleback, pickleback, pickleback. Well, there was a there's a deli in town which I frequent, as you guys know, and lovely place. I, <laughs> he brings my tray over, and I'm always like, I don't need a pickle. I don't need a pickle to come with this. I don't want it on my fucking tray. Uh, you can don't even look at the pickle yeah, before you touch my plate. You can. Put that pickle back in the barrel, brings it over, touching my fucking sandwich. (laughs) And I'm like, so you can go ahead and fucking feed this to a homeless guy. I'm not eating it. (laughs) Oh, no. No, Bobby's straight up like the kid with the the peas touch the mashed potatoes. Therefore, into the wall, the plate goes. (laughs) Am I eating in a shelter? What is this? I just flipped the tray. (laughs) Stormed out. Threw deuces and fucking stormed out. See, I have no idea why anybody would be intimidated by us. Well, I know, right? Um. See, the pickle thing's weird. It, 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 I don't know. Is there a more love or hate? Ketchup is like that, too. Certain condiments mm-hmm. are very much like there's such an obscene amount of hate when you hate it. 
or do you just like absolutely love it? I'm all pickle. I'm team pickle. I like all the pickles. I well, like all the pickles. Most pickles. Like I'll take your pickles off your burger and yeah. put it on mine. Right, I'm right. a big pickle guy. I think it's the tang countering the fat, countering the, you know. I don't know. So it's probably. I love what we got on the subject. Actually, this is <laughs> great. He's great been waiting him. to release his I know, pickle manifesto. Pickle I, think rage. It's, I think the most controversial. Um, I don't want to say condiments, but like uh, and celery, <laughs> fucking um, right. Sandwich stuff is like mayonnaise, yep. onions, Ooh, pickles. Yes. Those yes. three things, a hundred percent, do cause a lot of divisive activity, especially do. mayo because it's a texture thing. Yep. Yeah. Like I do a I do a radio show on a local station. It's fun. We talk about wine. The guy I do the show with has such an aversion to mayonnaise that as a prank, um, one of the other guys that worked there did a jelly donut and stuffed it with mayonnaise. Oh, my God. And he bit into it and literally fucking was, he was like, Ooh. it was full-blown gag fucking. Oh, yeah. Like, the, there's something about mayonnaise that people have. And, and, and the people that don't eat mayonnaise don't eat cottage cheese. They don't eat, like, there's a textural thing that people have. Oh, that's genius, I, though. That's like when you, do a caramel, when you do a caramel onion and you put it yes. in a bunch of caramel yes, apples. Yes, bitch. God, it'll fuck someone up. I, for me, though, I want... All the mayo, all the onions, and yes, all sir. the pickles smashed together on every sandwich that Thank I you. ever eat. I know. I go full fat kid on every sandwich, too. Um, onions are weird. If they're raw, I'm fine. If they're cooked, I shit my pants. <laughs> um, if I ate French onion soup right now, really? I would have to sleep in the living room. What is it about because it? Because it, I, can, I can feel my belly distend, and then I poot. And then it distends right away, and then I shit my it's pants. It's like alien and, and then shit? it distends right... Dude... It is it's such a massive recovery, and it sucks because French onion soup it's might be amazing. one of the best things in the world. Oh. I make it really great. I'll make you guys some if you want some. I'd love some. I can't. I will literally shit my pants. That's I don't hilarious. know what it is about like an overabundance of cooked. There's an enzyme in it. It's just like lactose, people. That's funny. Like I if Rex uh, eats ice cream, shitting pants. I was across <laughs> the street, and there's a sandwich over there that's basically a Chicago beef. Yeah. Jardinier. Yeah, and old school. So, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I order it all the fucking, like once a week I get this sandwich because sure. I love it. And get it with au jus, mm-hmm. trust me. Mm-hmm. Have you uh, had our Italian so, beef? And, uh, no, I haven't yet. I've heard it's good. Son. It's great, dude. So anyway. I sit down and my friend Ryder who's bartending, I take a big fucking, he looks at the sandwich weird and then he walks off and I'm like, <laughs> all right. So I, I, I bite into this fucking thing. <laughs> I, a mouthful of caramelized onions. That's like all I got That's all in you that got. first bite. That's and I'm like, wait, Whoa. it's like because you know you want the crunch, you want that jardinier, yeah, 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 yeah. the, the crunchy you want stuff. The tangy, and you want I the... open that sandwich up, dude, and it's just gagging with fucking onions. Why? And I'm like, why? This is not even the sandwich. Yeah, man. it's it's an, <laughs> it's speaking of ancillary, that's an ancillary ingredient in a fucking dish. I would dip, guess dude. you got somebody else's sandwich. You Nobody got somebody orders, that added the grilled onions Why? To it. Somebody Maybe ordered so. the onion sandwich? <laughs> no, yeah. Well, that's the thing. You add those onions sometimes depending on your line guy, you never know. They might just dump a shitload in and that was for another guy who ordered it with grilled onions and you got the and yeah. he got your regular one. Ryder handled it really quickly. Nice. Yeah, he's a good dude. Good, good, good. Sweet. So you you don't have so, an aversion to pickled items because Jardinier's pickled. No. Um, there's so, other things I like that are pickled. Okay. No quite. It's, it's just, just weird. like dill, like regular pickled. old Yeah, 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 yeah. The smell. Yeah. It's uh, the smell. Sir. The smell is awful. It reminds me of being in junior high, sitting next to some little bitch, eating <laughs> wow. one of those fucking 
huge, massive jarred pickle things oh, really? that have been in there. For, they've been in that brine. We're talking about the pickle that comes <laughs> in before the before she was born. <laughs> Since WWII, <laughs> like the pickle that comes in the bag of its own brine, the single I, serve giant oh, pickle, and it just That's you my open shit. that <laughs> you open those and it reeks. Oh, it, does, it just dude. smells like dick. I dude, you go fucking smelly old <laughs> smelly dick. old dick. It always comes back around. Speaking of smelly old dicks. Do you guys enjoy bourbon? Yeah, um, well, yes, I do, sir. We do. Look, guys, I mentioned before, this has been a week par excellence. <laughs> it, is, it has been, and we'll talk more about it down the road, trust me. But um, I figured, you know, Bobby likes to say, and famously on Community, Retta and fucking Aziz Ansari like to say, treat yourself. Um, I needed to treat yourself. I think that's Parks and, and so, Rec. I think that's Parks and Rec. Did I say Rec. community? I'm sorry. Community. It is Parks. I, the characters <laughs> are right. The show is wrong. You know what? Honestly, same show. Shut up. Um, <laughs> so this oh. is a very, very, very special bottle of fluid. It is. It is a 750 of what we like to call the pig, dude. This is Whistle Pig. Anybody who knows bourbon, who knows good spirits, reveres this company whistle pig's been around for a while they do it as well if not better than anybody else and opinions may vary mm-hmm. based on the style of whistle pig you can buy some for 450 dollars right now down the street at star um however this bottle i saw it um over at the wheel the wagon the wagonist of wheels and i picked it up because i saw it and i had my eye on it and they actually had some uh small batch weller that looked really interesting yeah. that i've never seen before um but they had this right on the register, and I saw it a couple weeks ago, and I'm like, you know what? Treat yourself. So I got it. And this is the Whistlepig Farm Stock Rye, bottled in barn. I Get it? Oh, very cute. Get shit. it? Because it's a pig. Um, very but cute. But even though Whistlepig is actually uh, a marmot, isn't it? Uh, uh, Whistlepig is a marmot. Yes. Yeah. When we see those, when if you hike above like 9,000, 10,000 feet, you see them all over around here, and you they actually whistle. It's kind of creepy. It sounds like a bird, but it's not. To me, it's more of a chirp. It's a chirp. So, um, but yeah, my granddad called them whistle pigs. That's mm-hmm. all I knew them as until I was a grown yeah, up. And my, like to, my ex-wife a, was like, that's a fucking marmot. Yeah. <laughs> like, Pee used to call it a whistle pig. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dude, they're crazy creatures. They live just in all the shale that's fallen. All the shale that, so they yeah. have these little tunnels that are just made of rocks all stacked on each other. Yeah. Why does Sean know so much? Because I, I see them okay. all the fucking time. Oh yeah, engineered. You'll go up engineering. You'll oh, yeah. see them up there. Oh, no, yeah. Columbus Basin, there's a shitload of them because that's all shale where that just, mine used to yeah. be. Right. Any kind of yeah. rocky, craggy thing. Anyways. <laughs> wow. So there's your fucking National Geographic episode on that this is wonderful um this is a blended straight 100 rye and we'll talk mm. more about that in a minute let me just go down the text sheet and then we'll talk about what it tastes like 52 percent three year 31 percent six year and 17 percent 10 years hmm, all blended from vermont is the three years um in the production the other the other what 48 percent is made in canada um this is a um, relatively small batch. This is talking about 225, um, 1,000, which is not huge batch. We got Vermont Oak. We got a Char 3 and a Char 4. Um, and we'll talk more about that. 
Um, but uh, just to give you guys some technical stuff. So there's a whole lot going on in there, and they've it seems like they've curated and blended very meticulously with this. Um, when you're getting into percentiles like that, I couldn't imagine what's the difference between 18 and 70%. And, you know, you're going down the rabbit hole on that and tasting. Must be a very interesting job as the distiller, as the master you know, distiller, to figure out what the final product's going to be. I've not seen this before, this particular whistle pig, which is why I was interested. It is... 80 bucks. Oh, see, when um, you first brought it in, I was like, oh, dude, Aaron just pulled out the big boy mm. dick and fucking dropped $230. Thought I spent but all my. <laughs> I didn't know Whistle Pig made anything under 100 Thought I spent all my lawyer money, huh? Um, <laughs> This is 86 proof. It is not bottled in bond, it is bottled in barn. I like this a lot. And then let's just go around the fucking go around the horn and we'll, we'll figure out what we all taste. Bobby. The first thing I, I mean, obviously, it's rice. So there's some warmth to it. Not hot, but it's warm. Yay. Warming. Uh, finishes like a fucking creme brulee. It does. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like that creme brulee from Ken and Sue's. It's just like mm -hmm. straight up vanillins just blasting you in the face with a little bit of spice. So it's, frozen. Uh, yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. That was a joke. Wow. God, Jesus wow. Christ. Here Kitch we go. And the cycle begins again. <laughs> oh, fuck. Now we're at war with yeah. Ken and Sue's. <laughs> Just put it on my tongue, uh, dude. I, I enjoy the heat with the, a lot of the other ones that arise. Like, once again, I'm sensitive to the pepperiness that comes mm -hmm. off the rye, and I really get that with it, which is great because it's making me want to, like, have a creme brulee now with some kind of peppery rye tone added to it. Th or, yeah, if you had some ice cream with this, yeah, holy shit, bub. Holy dude, shit, fuck that. Um, One of the best shakes I've ever had in my life was in Vegas, where they're like, no, "Dude, we just put ice cream and a shitload of bourbon in here, and you walk around with it." And I was like, "Word!" Got so fucked up on a milkshake and fat. Get fucked up and fat, boys and girls. That's what I'm here it's to tell you. It's usually the way that works. <laughs> you can attest by my fucking mastered it. You could. <laughs> the last year of growth. <laughs> um, has been tremendous on my end. The year of um, birth. Let's just say. Outside of that, though, what did you think about the... I mean, boy, when they say 100% rye, yeah, this is like chewing on a loaf of rye bread mm -hmm. rye. Mm -hmm. uh, there is no mistaking what this is. Uh, Sean, what did you... Did you uh, get I anything liked, else? Uh, I got the. I enjoyed the attack. It was. It wasn't offensive whatsoever. The sweetness. I think Bobby's getting it a little bit more than me, but I enjoy the sweetness because it's balanced. It's sweetness, but it's they're sweet, but it's dry on the very end. Mm -hmm. I didn't get it lingering at all. The heat is perfect for it. Like if I'm if I'm getting a rye whiskey, especially 100% why I expect there to be a little bit of burn for multiple reasons, but this one doesn't have an off alcohol burn that's offensive. At all. Yeah, I probably could have been a little more like effusive in mm. my praise. Because I want to make it really clear. I, there's nothing about this whiskey I don't enjoy. Whew, son, absolutely nothing. Absolute perfect. sipper. Put it in a glass and drink it. That's yeah. Don't fucking touch it Dude, with anything else. Dude, I swear to God, if Diet Barks comes anywhere near this. I know. For the first time ever. I don't even want to look at this whiskey cross-eyed, bud. Like, <laughs> I don't want to make anything go wrong. Uh, we tried it neat. We dropped rocks in it. I am not upset at it at all. It, like I said, it's like chewing on a loaf of rye bread in the best possible way. The attack is very ephemeral. The finish, like I said, like Bobby said, brulee, vanilla. Um, you get all that barreling um, as it goes. And I, 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 there's a reason why this is a little pricey. Again, yeah. guys, it's 80 bucks. And so, the name has a lot to do with it. And too. the name does. And you can find, uh, I think that the regular baseline whistle pig is like 75. So this isn't a big step up price wise. I just had not seen it before. And it's very rare to get 100% rye. There's always typically a little bit of corn in yeah. it. And I guess in that regard, I called it bourbon. I shouldn't. 
It's not. It's I was actually whiskey. That, but. Um, but I mean, but, if you want to try to impress your significant others, like your possible future father-in-law, and you know he's a type buy of buy him dude, this. Put this. Buy him this. Have this at your house the first time you're entertaining them, because he'll see the whistle pig and know you're fancy, and not realize that it's one that is fairly affordable you, for people. You hand over this bottle and you look that man dead in his eye and you say, "Sir, I will divorce your daughter in seven and a half years." <laughs> and you make it known. You hand him the bottle, and, he's and, he, like, and you right. know what he's going to do. He's well going to give you the nod. Yep. Just the nod. He's going to understand. He's going to understand because she's a pain in the ass. Well, and he divorced her shitty mom. Fucking A. Ray. Exactly. That and she's just <laughs> like her mom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I mean, I, I really, Bobby said he can't be more effusive. And this is as good as it sounds. It's as good as the price. When I sipped it, I said it's a deal at twice the price. That wasn't hyperbole. It is literally, this bottle should be twice the price. It's that fucking good. There is This is one of the most perfectly balanced rye. I mean, to, for it to be 100% rye is insanity. It's expensive, too, for obvious reasons. Very hard, Very much more difficult to grow rye than corn. But... My God, the balance in this, the fact that those ratios were done with a four char, three char, Vermont, Canada. I mean, it's just very meticulous, very thorough, very disciplined in the distilling. And I love it. Should we ask Carol uh, if she has any more information on that? Of course. Hey, Care Beer. Will you, do you have a little bit of uh, info on Whistlepig? Farm Stop Rye. This is right from WhistlepigWhiskey.com. It says Farmstock Rye Crop Number 003 is the third release of our limited edition annual Triple Terrier Whiskey. Created from our rye grain, distilled and proofed with our water, and aged in our custom Vermont white oak. Is there anything else you need, boys? No, thank you. Hey, do you have my lawyer on the horn? Is he ready? Yes, I have him on speed dial always. We pay extra for that. What's it called? Retainer, I believe. Yes. What'd you do this time? Um... I'm just looking to straighten my teeth. I need a retainer. And can I? Jesus oh, Christ. I was about to ask. Fuck. He's okay. joking, right, Carol? Because I need the same lawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Sean, I'll give you his number. Perfect. Um, he's very good. Farm stock rye. Again, I, I mean, anytime you see the WP embossed on the bottle, anytime you see this bottle shape, you will not lose. This is money well spent. I know not everybody can plunk down change on stuff all the time. I get it. But sometimes you got to treat yourself. And uh, if any week we needed to do this, this was the week. I always joke with Rex. I'm like, God, this fucking week. I go, is Mercury in retrograde? And she hates me because she's an astrology person. And she looks at me and she's like, no, not till October. I go, well, fuck. It always seems to be in fucking retrograde, doesn't it? Um, Don't you play into that nonsense. (laughs) It's hilarious. So. Uh, Carol told me last night that she had been approached about testifying against Sean for some reason. <laughs> not really sure how that's going to work. That. She I had... talked to her about that. That guy was just seeing if he could get her to make something up. Oh. Because you know how he has people just make up stuff all the time? <laughs> Can't we tell? So. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that out. <laughs> what? what do you mean? I didn't say that. I said that guy. Oh, my God. What are you talking about? Yeah, Sean, you say whatever you need to say. Yeah. <laughs> <Bob>. um, <laughs> Good Lord. Rex is coming in hot with some new updates, but you guys can't know about that yet. But um, you will. But you, you will. will. <laughs> um, yeah, don't worry about it, y'all. Uh, we don't play here at The Real. The three-episode so, trilogy, six right? straight hours Damn. of the saga, brought to you by Shit Show. You're just going to Because watch. this has been a shit show, and it's so on brand, we, we're keeping them as a sponsor once their Kickstarter's even funded. 100%. Yeah. 
this is all coming down and it's going oh my goodness guys we're gonna talk off air about this this is very hold on exciting. let's just pause you need yeah. to tell me right now. okay well, we sorry we took a little break there Amaze for a second for some balls. updates but let's just say amazeballs yes um that's all we gotta say. We'll 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 be talking about it. I'm starting to uh, wonder if you and Carol were doing a little wake and bake today, because like she seemed a little fucked and faded, and you're. Are you saying that I woke up next to Carol? Uh, you're phase shifting into like a whole other dimension right now. <laughs> yeah, you, it's like when the it's like when the vision got run through with that staff, and he's like all blinky. Yeah, <laughs> that's me exactly. right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Sean keeps letting off bamfs. Yeah. Hey, I don't I, know why. I, motherfuckers, I ca- I've been keeping <laughs> my cool. All right. Earlier, I was going to suggest that if you hate mayo. You can substitute it with marshmallow fluff. It works for me, but I didn't. Gross. Oh, wow. That is disgust. Um, guys, speaking of disgust, <laughs> segue. Speaking of disgust, there's a gentleman. I like to call him in the triumvirate of evil, Yeah, uh, which is our old friend, the you know Second Amendment Barbie Bobert. We've got MTG, who, Matt, by the Matt way- Gates? But, old Maddie Gates from the- uh, No, MTG Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, sorry. And then the bad. other MG- which is Matthew Gates. Mr. Gates has had a rough... Boy, I thought my week was rough, sir. Um, anytime <sighs> child trafficking lo- <laughs> shit yeah, comes out dude, from the yeah. Department of Justice, you're not having a good time. No. Um, yeah, if you guys don't know, he's one of the wackadoos, dude. Like, I don't need, I mean, he's not taken seriously within and he's, the yeah, members of Congress. He's a Republican congressman from Florida. And he's on the Judiciary Committee, which is in fucking raging me. Um, yeah, it's crazy probably, when your Florida man news tweets can actually come from, like, Newsweek. And it's not just, like, a local Florida station. It's coming from the Washington Post. Right? Least. Dude, it's from the WAPO, dude. And fucking, and, and what's crazy is Florida prove us wrong. Once. One time. One fucking time prove us wrong. We've we've come at Bradenton, we came at him hard, and you guys just keep letting us down, man. Well, hey, no, um, John Brown's from Florida. I don't know if that's a plus or a minus, though. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I always, love John. That's a plus. I'm kidding. I think I the jury's him. out on that. But You're always going to find a piece <laughs> of corn in the turd. That's all I'm saying. Speaking think, of shit show. I know we all pick on Florida and the Florida man thing and everything, but I'm, I mean, I feel like they're any of those states. You're going to get pretty much the same kind of stories. I'm sure right now in Mississippi, someone's doing something unbelievably fucking stupid. I'm convinced. Right now. 13 people. As we speak. Is it rhyme with pinching? I guess. <laughs> Jesus um, Christ. It is Mississippi. Wow. Am I crickletter, crickletter, ah, crickletter, crickletter, ah, humpback, humpback, ah. Oh, my God. Do you like that? Um, Vic Tabak taught me that. The second, I, Alice. the second I realized what you were saying by pinching, I just got really uncomfortable. It did. Yeah. He gets, Bobby goes full red, yeah. where he gets enraged. Well, dude, hey, what do you expect out of them? Mercury is in fucking retrograde. Thank you. And we just had daylight savings time extend, so their sundown times later, they get less people to chase down. Wow. I just put that together. Well done, Sean. So anyways, can um, we, get, we should get back to that. So Matthew Von Gates. Monsieur Gates. Monsieur yes. Garcon Gates. So this guy's creeping on. Okay. I didn't. I skimmed. You guys seem to right. know more about it. He's so a U.S. representative from yes. Florida. Florida. Um, he's come into prominence, like Aaron was alluding to, because he is kind of associated with this new QAnon sort of uh, contingent that we Trump have in Congress die. now. The Trump or die yeah. folks. Very outspoken and likes to take a lot of selfies and pictures with very young women. Very I mean, and, and taken at a taken at a glance, prior to these accusations, it would merely seem like he's just doing a little uh, people pleasing. Mm-hmm. Um, I but, support 
girls cheer. <laughs> but he has, <coughs> when I tell you an inordinate, what I mean is well over a hundred yep. pictures with Girls high school girls. It's under, high, he would, under 18. He would go talk at high schools and shit <laughs> and then take pictures with them. Not a lot of pictures with the boys. No boys. In the high Zero school. So um, now, now it's being alleged that yes. Mr. Gates, Representative Gates, um, took an underage, I believe, 17-year-old 17 girl, girl. Um, across state lines. And paid her. And paid her. That's and paid her with like uh, the cash app like an idiot. One of the most traceable transactions. Um, th- that is called... Um, child trafficking. That's federal. Once across the state lines, it d- no longer becomes state. It's federal. Yep. So the Department of Justice, and by the way, for everybody getting, um, if you are, nobody listens on this from the right, but if you are on the right and still enjoy the show, bless your heart. You're an open-minded lunatic. Um, <laughs> if you do know this, this process started in the Trump presidency. Yes, it did. Just so we're clear. This it isn't like they were targeting Gates right. as soon as Biden got there. This has been ongoing, not to mention one of his besties that he's got a ton of photos with, forgot that douchebag's name, is literally being uh, uh, fucking, he's being charged on child trafficking. Not alluded, not assumed. This is a real deal um, thing. Huh, it's so, so funny that they that this QAnon shit, because it is kind of adjacent to it, that the QAnon shit, they are so hell-bent and so resolved to believe believe that the Democrats and the Hollywood elite are all trafficking, killing, murdering, and even eating children. Many people in his camp support that with absolutely no shred of evidence. But then when all the evidence is there and it happens to one of your boys, radio fucking silence on this shit. Well, and, and it's so funny. It's like, we don't need them. We fuck them. Um, <laughs> it's, I love the trade-off. Fuck um, them and then eat them. We fuck it. I'll be, my Never <laughs> start eating them, then decide to fuck them. It won't go well. It's going to shit, then he's going to kill us. <laughs> Um, like fucking, this is what's funny about Gates. Um, a, a gentleman I saw recently who's from that district, who's like a political columnist yeah. said the best part about this, if you're, you know, interested in Matt Gates's demise, by the way, who looks like the other criminal from Despicable Me. He also um, looks kind of like a mother. Very strange. He looks like Guy Smiley got left in the sun and like out by the trash oh for a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. dude. From yeah. The, yeah um, from Sesame Street. He does. It, it, he's, he's, he looks like a garbage pail kid that survived. <laughs> <laughs> and grew. Um, yeah, dude. He's, he's disgust. Um, God, so white. Uh, so, so the funny thing about that is the, this is why he won't get the parachute that all these other dickheads get on the right that do something wrong and everybody comes to the rescue and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's, it, I mean, listen, I don't need to like the right to respect them. Anytime these motherfuckers fuck up, they come in droves to support. Meanwhile, the Dems, when something goes wrong, they bury him. Um, this is the problem with the Democratic Party. Um, they, they, they don't support somebody in trouble, a la Al Franken. Just saying. However, Gates is different. The reason is this. The district he represents is a such a red district that it doesn't matter. Next person up will be Republican. So as a Republican, why would you go to bat for him knowing there'll be another guy right behind him? He's been a fucking bane on the party. His own aides are coming out saying what a piece of shit he is. They're saying people, um, and they haven't been disclosed yet, saying that he's walking around showing pictures of the girls that he's been soliciting, like on his phone to people. This is a bad man. And 
I hope he gets charged. Um, he came up with some cockamamie scheme about him getting extorted, and okay. this was actually an extortion. It almost reads like a fiction fucking buckaroo bonsai fucking bullshit. Well, that's how you get out of things like this is the only chance you have is to is to deny and create and, and honestly like believe in your own lie so hard and try to hope that something goes well for you in the legal process, but it's not gonna. It so it's almost like somebody's gonna charge you with something and you know it, so you start creating small fires by accusing other people of stuff? Oh, yeah. Start, start small fires that? that I think might distract. I've yeah. heard... That's Where game. does that does that? That's the game plan. That rings a bell. I can't put my finger as we on forgive it. those who trespass before us. Yes, sir. However Thank the you. Lord's prayer yeah. goes. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs> so, Gates, so, bad news. Gates, Fuck him. I don't Fuck care. Um, these QAnon fucks. Finally, did you see the Marjorie Taylor Greene video of her doing CrossFit? Oh my god! Wow. So How, was the neck popping, dude? Was it dude, full stone cold? By the way, it was funny because it was a bunch of like lefty vegans like busting on her video, yeah. not understanding that CrossFit pull ups different from actual pull-ups so they were teasing her for doing crossfit pull-ups which are that kick you do that kip up the fucking kip up, yeah. the kip up fucking pull up that's part of the program and it was so sad because these pasty like 20 year olds were making fun of her because they don't understand what those are it's, it was oh, kind of wow. funny i mean this bitch was putting up weight it's kind of shocked me that you would post a video of you working out when you have been accused many times of fucking your personal trainers and cheating on your husband with them. Yeah. Isn't that and weird? That, and why, so now you just want to fucking, what, double down? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see Just the, remind everybody, oh yeah, she works out. You know what I mean? I, I thought that they just invited her in because they were doing their Tiki Week promotion. They couldn't afford decorations, so they figured that big fat head just put some lacquer on it and it would well, and the make other do. Thing, the other thing about her, and we're definitely going to get into some QAnon stuff, is in posting this... I think she said something like, this is my COVID protection or something like that. Yes. Like by So she's basically telling all of her morons that you don't have to worry about COVID as long as you do pull-ups and fucking and shit. trap shit. I mean, that doesn't make any fucking sense and it's irresponsible and it's dangerous. I don't know about you, but Jesus came to me in a fever dream and said, if I could deadlift 450, COVID <laughs> would not cross my immune. Immune? Is yeah. that? I just never seen that word before. Immune system. <laughs> What's an Amuni? I got an Amuni system. Um, I will tell you, there's a line in Aesop's album. One of it. God, I love how I can weave this into an Aesop fucking thing. Always, um, always have to. I love you, Ian. He has a line in one song where he just says, "Look at that neck." Look at that neck. And the way he says it, and that's all I can think about when I see her, dude. But she is fucking. Hey, awesome. it was a pretty big week for Marjorie Taylor Greene. Not only. Did she have those photos come out? But she also finally got to walk the red carpet for the release of Godzilla vs. Kong because she was the mocap for Kong. Clearly, look at the shoulders. That was She stupid. made Andy Circus look like a fucking amateur. She <laughs> crushed it. <laughs> dude, Prometheus, dude. That's Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> He's a wonderful, wonderful senator. Um, <laughs> we should definitely talk about QAnon, though. So we also both had started watch. Sorry, we also started watching the HBO Max QAnon yes. or Q into the storm or is it into, Q the storm. into the storm. I think it's Q into the storm. I didn't realize it was four parts. So Aaron was, I was like, oh, watch it tonight, and was like, fuck, I don't have four hours to burn to watch it all. So I watched the first episode, yes. and I have to say, I feel like I'm more confused about where everything <laughs> has started oh, now no. than I was at the beginning. And I was just so astonished that all these people that they started with that seemed to be at the top of 
of the QAnon conspiracy and how this information gets shared, all are either definitely or borderline developmentally disabled. Like the 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 lane from their brain to their mouth seems to have a lot of fucking potholes in it. And I don't understand how people could give anything they say any credence. I have no idea. It's um it's as you get further down the rabbit hole of this, and and by the way, I made Rex watches and she was just giving me the hairy eyeball the whole time. <laughs> um, but I'm so fascinated by people who believe in things like this. It's like a, it's a, it's a, it's much like an indictment on people's psyche. And, and it's very interesting for me. I will tell you, Sean, follow down the rabbit hole because what you're going to find is this. They do this awesome story arc because it's a movie. So they're creating a, a fucking thing. It's not just dry journalism. So within the creation of this, they introduce characters like any movie. They make you think they're doing something and then they twist it. And that's what's happening towards the fourth episode. And I think it's actually going to be a couple more hmm. um, because I think they're going to take this up until the riot and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It looks, so it, so look, far they clips from the storming of the Capitol. So I know it's episode gonna, four. Somewhere. They haven't even gotten into the new election. Um, so we don't even know Biden won at this point. So we've got a lot of road work to do. They actually um, kind of highlight a few people that could possibly be Q. Q is weird. It was started originally on 4chan, kicked off of 4chan because they started actually having mods and admins like protect their business went to a newly created 8chan <gasps> 8chan. 8chan that's double times four that means it's better <laughs> it's more more chance more chance, more um, chance. um so bingo set bingo um so so anyway 8chan which was created by another guy we'll get you can get into him his his code name's hot wheels he's in a, he's in a fucking wheelchair Whatever. It's fucking wild, dude. The whole thing is wild. 8chan was then sold to a father-son team. of de- um, The father was a pig farmer and also ex-military. Uh, dude, I can't write this shit. It is fascinating. And then you start to see these people for who they are going before uh, Congress uh, to plead their case. It's very, very interesting what happened through mm. this whole process. Anyway, where they leave it is this. Potentially... And I'm not, this isn't a spoiler. One of them, basically, they're looking at as being Q. Hmm. And they're saying they're creating this to drive traffic through HM. That's the whole kind of genesis. And in my mind, I'm like, holy shit. And I told Rexus, number one, imagine believing that this whole fucking movement has been built around a fucking marketing scam, which would be amazing. I'm, I'm impressed. I'm number, like, fuck, I wish I thought of that num- shit. Number two, would it matter? We are so down the fucking turd hole of Q that even if they came out and told you it was false, those people wouldn't care. It's all part they of the conspiracy. They would still fucking bite. We that's how far fucking up our own ass we are about this. You know what I mean? Agreed. It yeah, sounds dude. like the it sounds like the Grays and the Blues are having a war in the Hollow Earth again, and that is why we're being told these lies about Q, which is real. Bobby, did you watch the? Doc, any of it yet? Or have you just been following this? I've been now, following it. As somebody that was in the Air Force, when you were in the Air Force, did you have any kind of security clearance? Yeah. I had a so secret. is a Q clearance a real fucking thing that no, this thing's based I've, on? I've never heard of that, but I mean, that that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Yeah. See, that's the argument, is it always goes back to just because you've never heard of it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. So you can't prove something by not proving it. Right. And that's the problem people are having. They're making these outlandish statements. And instead of offering proof, they demand that you offer disproof. Yeah, exactly. Do you see what I mean? It's this conundrum. It's this false sense of you're cognitive being, You're disproof. being asked to 
prove negatives. It, and you can't. And you can't do you that. You can't it's, do that. It's that's why the whole spaghetti monster argument was right. Cracking. Exactly. Flying you know spaghetti exactly. Monster. Yeah. Dude, if you and they go through the text, they go through the whole postings of Q and they sync it up time wise with different stuff. It's so rabbit hole shit, but it's fascinating. But by the end, I will I have a clear picture. No. There is no clear, clear picture, but you could uh, suppose by the end of it. By episode four, you're starting to get it's like a conical, it's like a conical funnel. It's like you're out here right now, and it's a peacocked out, and it's huge and wide. And as each episode goes, those barriers get narrower and narrower and narrower, and it fucking becomes a lot easier to wrap your head around it. And it's fascinating for me that you have these people that have been elected to Congress that believe in this, like their whole platform is this and they take that and they fucking get elected what happens when any of this is disproven if somebody comes out and says i'm q and i'm just trying to make money or whatever and i that was the fascinating they were part forced to me. they were forced to come out and say that to try to get us to stop and now we're going to double down and we're going to get hard which is why i think that nobody's really trying that hard in the mainstream like political arena to go after QAnon and make a point of extrapolating it for everybody because they know it's the people that will respond preaching to the choir. It's just going to solidify and make the people on the other side crazier. If you try to do that, there's a journalist in the Washington post who they highlight in the series. That's he's dedicated to try to find out all the information on this. There's several documentarians that have devoted a ton of time to this very subject. Trust me, if, if there's any truth to be sussed out of this, they're going to find it. Um, They're digging in some really interesting stuff. Stuff, flying all over the world. Um, half of the people involved in this don't even live in this country. So he's flying from yeah. Japan to Sapporo. fucking to fucking Sapporo. I love your this, beer. I hate your fucking message board. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry, Sapporo. That was weird. Well, because uh, chan that's where A-Chan homie and his dad live, is in Sapporo. And I was like, right. great beer, shitty tech dudes. Well, and and then and then you talk about uh the 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 conversation of net neutrality comes into play, the conversation of First Amendment comes into play. You've got a lot of like um, you've got a lot of these tertiary issues that are floating outside of just this QAnon thing. It's like, what becomes, what is free speech? Is free speech on somebody else's platform? Isn't it their speech at that point? How does that work? Um, there's some interesting things that are arising from this entire situation. Um, I don't know, man. I, and I'm nobody, I don't know how, how that's going to work, but you can't, there's things that are clearly illegal. Like child pornography is, of course, which you is can't rampant on HM, um, from what I understand. It can be, um, but theoretically, they're supposed to report and take that down. That being said, because that's classified as illegal. However, hate speech is not. So you can talk all the shit you want about Jews and blacks and well, whoever you whole, wish. Like subreddit, and Asians or, or it's not Reddit, it's HM, but they have a whole sub board that's just for Nazis to 100%. fucking have fun and post memes about each other. And, and stuff. then the issue came up with the guy that did the mosque shooting in New Zealand. And that was how fucking HM got taken down the first time because he posted his manifesto. They waited until all the comments got filled before they moved on. Like they never took it down and they're they're hiding behind free speech which i think is such a mm -hmm. shitty it's such a bullshit fucking bulletproof vest to hide behind is it's just free speech when you're clearly propagating bad exactly it's just common sense at that point clearly. in my mind i don't know and other people clearly. free speech people might disagree exactly I, and, I, and, I and that being said we should still be able to say whatever the fuck we want on this podcast as a joke and not have any repercussions so <laughs> Did, does anybody listen to the first thing that we say coming out of the gate <laughs> when you turn on this podcast what does it say the opinions expressed by the three assholes are meant solely for fucking comedy, comedy purposes. fucking purposes 
Listen to what that says. That's our manifesto. That's our manifesto of fucking Walgreens or trust me, we're I'm fine. I'm going to edit that together to have Aaron go, I'm going to shoot up a mosque. <laughs> Clip it. <laughs> I know. Clip it. Um, oh, God. Yeah. So fucking shit is wild. QAnon never lets down. Right. Um, and hopefully Gates gets punished and it floats to Bobert who can't. Whoever her marketing fucking publicist. Oh, my God. You poor person. She's so dumb. She makes the biggest missteps in her tweets and backfires. Con- it's it's literally like a child is controlling. I would her guess campaign. a 16 year old hostess from Shooter's Grill that she was like, you understand Snapchat. Tell people how much I hate them. Her, and, you know, her name's either Christine or Clarissa. Yeah. I Ca- don't know why. Cassie, maybe Cassie, a Cassie or a fucking, I don't know, a Misty. <laughs> hey. She cuts my hair, dude. She's oh, bald. sorry. No, She's we love baller. you, Misty. She's we baller. also, we're a big fan of that flip of yours from the days of inline skating. Anyway, do you remember a Misty flip? It's a thing from aggressive what inline is skating. Um, <laughs> Does Sean just do an inline skating deep cut? You wow. mean you never had Fuck grinding plates you. on rollerblades and Jinko jeans and grinded on shit at the mall to try to impress girls with your hair that was parted down the middle and bleached and looked like a surfer oh. cut? Oh. I guess I was different. Ball <laughs> chain wallet. No, Did I they, told uh, you I had a ball chain necklace <laughs> and a regular ass chain wallet I wore together. Did they pull that move off in the 1994 classic Airborne? Airborne is a fucking masterpiece <laughs> that nobody... I want to race down Devil's Backbone to this day. In fact, we were hammered once. Okay, Sean, tangent. Sean's so 2008. Excited. 2008. We are at somewhere off 25th. Okay, so uh, people that aren't local won't understand this, but we're at like 25th in Maine. Right behind there is where our house was. And one of our buddies was like, hey, come over to my house. We're having a party. And he was like, cool. Andy, my buddy goes, we're all going to skateboard over there because we have skateboards. I was like, I'm not a fucking skateboarder. And he goes, don't you have like your hockey rollerblades from in the in your hockey gear bag? I was like, oh, fuck, I did. We were watching Airborne the night before. And I had my glory moment just hammered fucking on the river trail making jumps and shit on it was like the glory days but way too late <laughs> wow okay uh, the only thing that was, was a dumb is... story i shouldn't have told that story <laughs> so you're like wait when does someone get stabbed or something interesting if the you... only thing that we got out of airborne that really is of substance is the comedic genius of one mr <laughs> seth green thank god for airborne <laughs> <laughs> what about jack black Un- unleashing too? that jack fury black. Like he Jack was Black. young in there too. That was one <laughs> of his know, first right? things. You yeah. like Seth Green? I don't love. Seth I don't Green. like his performances that often, but I like like Robot Chicken. I like what he's yeah. creative stuff. I like him as Chris on Family Guy. Sure. Now listen, Airborne was okay. fine. See, well, that was good. We didn't yell at each other. No. See, we're making progress. Was Male Aggression Awareness <laughs> Month is this April? Was Was Airborne um, akin to say a thrashing? It was or the roller rad. No. Because thrashing sucks. Superior. Yeah. Poorly good, acted. Good red hot chili peppers. <laughs> Skateboarding. There was Hook, who is the leader of the daggers. Dope. You know way too much. Um <laughs> they chopped off the top of a cabriolet. Aren't they all just versions of the karate kid? Yes, but with skateboards. Yeah, skateboards, or, or in that case, rollerblades. And then or... Rad was with BMX bikes. Yeah. And that's where they pulled off the full flip. Fucking boner, dog. Right. That's what I'm saying. I think they're um, all actually the bad news bears if you really go back a little further. That's actually, yeah, but like the kid moves to a new town and he doesn't quite fit in. Wasn't that Kurosawa? You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's the hidden, it's Yojimbo. We didn't realize Airborne is just a repurposed Yojimbo. They're all based on Yojimbo. They're, everything's based on Yojimbo. Oh my God, that's fantastic. I'm pretty sure that Finding Dory, based on Yojimbo. 
It uh, all started with Toshiro Mufun. Yep. Mufun. God, that guy always looks like he had the biggest shit on deck, right? And every time you look him in the face. <laughs> he was a dour, he was a dour dude. Very dour, dour man. Dour gentleman. So since our original sponsor, which we, who we love, had to pull out unceremoniously earlier today. I don't know how I feel about this because we've already talked about this guy and I don't. I, if fucking money's money, right? Dude, the check still fucking cashes, bro. I don't give a fuck. Jesus loves the this episode is brought to you by Gates of Heaven Family Photography. We are Florida's number one choice for taking stunning photos of your 15 to 17 year old daughters. <laughs> And only your 15 to 17 year old daughters. Call now to set up a private appointment at the Hyatt Regency with our photo artist, Matthew. He won't bite, we think. Gates of Heaven Family Photography, making lasting impressions in your daughter's lives. In. Not of. In, not of. In, in, in her in life. In her life. Scarring. <laughs> Scarring. Clear hills. <laughs> One of you guys bring us back in because I keep getting made fun of for the accents. Oh, <laughs> um, guys, I had a good one too, but fuck you. I was working yeah, on my Hungarian. That it probably sounds like every other Eastern European accent. You know? <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Guys, but. listen. Call us nine seven zero four two six five three four four. Trespassing. <laughs> call us 970-426-5344 leave us a voicemail shoot us a text a john voicemail what's a, a vo- voicemail yeah it's a voicemail it's a racist <laughs> voicemail um shoot us a text at whiskeyreel at gmail.com or on facebook instagram or the twits at whiskey that felt Reel. so weird first you introduced yourself we went all wonky with the intro and he just did that spot i don't feel right we're off by 15 percent. a little <laughs> bit dude. a little no we're not we're, no, because we never get rattled. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. We're we're what they call a skew. I'm not rattled. I'm hungover. Fuck. <laughs> I know Dude, that's different. <laughs> well, that's, that was Friday. <laughs> you were celebrating the launch of Male Aggression Awareness Month this April. Please this be true. aware, everybody. Go to the Facebook group Male Aggression uh, Awareness. Do we do we have gentlemen? We like to do retractions. Oh, and we could do a couple. Yeah, but we won't. Ever, I want to. I want to retract. You got one? Okay, okay. We were trying to figure out what Battlestar's like secret identity name. But in Marvel, they don't really have secret identities. Uh, and I had thought it was Leon, and I was like, God, that's a little cringy because his name is Lamar. And I was like, I didn't want Leon and Lamar to just be like, I was taking a shot in the dark at one of them urban names. Sure, uh, it's not what I was doing. I legitimately <laughs> thought it was Leon, and it turned into a great Leon Phelps joke. But his name is <laughs> Lamar Hoskins that plays Battlestar. That's and a rap by Little O Me Lamar. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for all of you. He's a little box of dynamite in that show. He's like 5'2", but he will fuck you up. Yeah, I'll fuck you up. Um, yeah, we also, so uh, before we get to the voicemails, we had a text message. From I'm not going to let you read this. I'm going to read this text message from Nikita. I'm reading it. Why? What? So he says, Nikita says, so regarding the Mighty Ducks, it's hands down one of the worst things I have ever seen. <laughs> the first episode is filled with terrible 2021 humor. Fat kids are people too. Everyone deserves a trophy. Parentheses, I wasn't a fat kid, but my parents saved every participation slash sportsmanship trophy from my childhood, so at least I won something. Not one laugh or smile in episode one. That being said, I cannot wait for the next episode. We'll watch every week before Falcon and Winter Soldier. Keep fighting, Sean. The old guys just don't understand heart 
Nikita. Now, after I saw that, I said, fuck it, let's ask the social media audience. So I posted one of those things in the, our Instagram stories that's a poll, yes or no. And I said, do you give a fuck enough about the Mighty Ducks to watch the new Disney Plus show? Dude, so the, the deadline came, the votes were in. We spent a couple days counting them all by hand, and it looks like <laughs> it was split 50 50. We sent it out to a private accounting firm. <laughs> we did. It was, uh, I believe it was uh, Price Waterhouse Coopers. Deloitte and Same, Touche. Yeah, the people that handle the Oscars. Um, <laughs> yeah. Number one, Nikita, I've got two things. I will watch every week before Falcon and Winter Soldier. So you're a bad person. And then your name's Nikita. You're a communist. So you're what? a bad. <laughs> Nikita's a wonderful you're man. You're a bad yeah. Communist. is a good kid. So the reason he's watching it before Falcon and Winter Soldier is because nothing can fall. You don't want to watch anything else that's worse than it afterwards. You can't watch. You watch it before. That's why they put the shitty engagement Listen, before. I got something. Shitty comment comes up before. You don't have to eat the shitty appetizer before dinner. You could just pass it and eat dinner. Yeah. Just saying. I say skip it. Skip it. Skip the ducks. Save the calories. All right, so I guess you're just supposed to skip the opening <laughs> band, too, and just go for the headline. Sometimes. Depends, so, yeah. If the opening band is Smash Mouth, so, I'll be at the bar for the next 45 minutes. Sometimes you just want to bypass 311 and get right to fucking I went you know, to a concert Creed. where 311 was the headliner, and my dad and I left. We left as soon, right before they got on stage. It was, everybody was stoked. It was one of those, you know, those big radio station concerts where it's whoever's hot that year, everybody gets a 30 to 40 minute set. They did an hour, and that whole hour, we beat the traffic out of the parking lot. Well, a lot of wallet chains at that concert. Uh, Keita's girlfriend. Keita's girlfriend, kind of a friend of the podcast, right? Because, I mean, I think all of us have worked with her, haven't we? Who? I believe so. Ah, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've all worked with her. Yeah. 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 I got a, I got, well, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I love B-Tizzle. I love B-Tizzle. Her. Let's, let's refer to her as B-Tizzle. We are all fans of B-Tizzle. She's a delight. Yeah, I love her. She knows her whiskey. Um, yeah, she does. Let's, yeah, she does. let's get into the Voight mails. Yes. Which the are first, the John Voight mails. The first John Voight mail is just an angry <laughs> screaming into the dark about the darkies is uh, what he wow. called them in the voicemail. So, Sean. Mr. Voight, if we could... Uh, just kidding. I think John Voight should actually be swallowed by an anaconda like an anaconda. It would be great for society. But boy, can he, he pull alive? off that Cuban accent? Oh. Let me tell you something. <laughs> so bad. This fucking snake will take you. Hey, Ice Cube. Yeah, you call in the streets, right? You and the gyrating Mexican one, this fucking snake is going to wrap you up and chew you up. Like mofongo. Like mofongo. Right. Cafe con coco. Oh, cafe con coco. <laughs> Okay, um, so our first voicemail comes from Ellie. <laughs> Ellie, our favorite teenage listener. I think she's still a teenager, technically, and you shouldn't be listening to the show. We are not your demographic, but that's what makes you so wonderful, weird, and cool. Yes. So let's listen to what Ellie has to throw at us, because it's always thrown at us, I feel like. Greetings, Colorado fuckheads. <laughs> In an attempt to reel it back from my rather unhinged comic book rant... <laughs> Uh, I'm going to keep it simple. I was inspired by your attraction slash apology thing from a couple episodes ago, so I wanted to make a few of my own. Sean, I know I said that you were on a step 43 of your weight loss journey a while ago, and I know that was wrong, so I'm sorry. <laughs> it was wrong of me to assume that you've ever had any attempts at weight loss. And there it is. I'm sorry for insulting your protective layer of blubber. I forgot that your grandparents were elephant seals. My bad. <laughs> Aaron and Bobby, I don't insult you guys that very often. Uh, so there's very little to retract. Uh, mostly because I don't know you as well as I know old Grandpa Tubbers. 
I am sorry because most of the time I can't tell your voices apart. And I know that it's unfair to request a visual component because of certain unpalatable faces. <laughs> so I guess I just have to keep listening and wondering which old ball sack is talking when. Okay, now that that's out of the way, I have a recommendation. I am not sure if you have talked about Childish Gambino on the podcast, but he's becoming one of my favorite artists. Uh, I actually started listening to his music because Donald Glover is on Community, which is one of my favorite shows. I would highly recommend both. But uh, the song I'm giving you is Me and Your Mama because I think that it really showcases his singing chops. Uh, there's not much rap in it. I don't think there's any rap in it. Uh, for a rap recommendation from Gambino, I'd probably say Bonfire. The man is a quadruple threat. He can rap, sing, act, and do comedy, which is amazing because most people can't do any of those, especially you guys. I mean, wow. aside from the uh, you guys are not funny, uh, wow. no one, and I mean no one, can come back from hearing Sean sing chocolate salty balls. No well, one. That's not even the same podcast. Jesus. <laughs> that's it for now. Uh, if you'll excuse me, I have to go contemplate why the fuck I sent you three ancient idiots voicemails. Bye. That's a good question. Um, and 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 Ellie, I'm glad to hear. Ellie, I'm glad to hear that you have followed the well-traveled white girl path to Gambino, which was through Community. I knew him as a as a comic before anything, and then the Gambino stuff. Then I I, I just started Community like a year ago. But if we were gonna play one of those songs, Aaron, Mister Hip Hop, would it be Me and Your Mama or um, Bonfire? Well, no, Bonfire would be more of the hip hop. Yeah, stuff that's definitely the more hip hop. That being said, I am gonna look because I fucking I'm old as Ellie alluded. But there's to. some like Camp has some really great songs. Um, Camp is probably gonna be the most his most famous. Um, my favorite song that he's done from a fucking straight up hip hop point of view is Sweatpants. Um, I think uh, lyrically, just his decision making as a as a in rhyme scheme, I, I enjoy that. I think Bonfire is fucking is fire um it's a great song as well the thing i keep going back to and you gotta say it because it's got oh i don't know a billion views and was probably the most important song written in five years is this is america not just the song but the video it was a visual and artistic masterpiece we don't get to see those a lot in these parts not at this point and uh couldn't come out at a more important time it was during the trump presidency um that was a big song for me. Um, it's hard for me to get past that, but Sweatpants is a hip-hop song is mine. It is Ellie's call. It's her request, man. So so let's listen to Bonfire, a little clip, and uh, let people know what she that, likes. And, and for singing, like. Redbone. Redbone. Yeah. Sorry. Fucking That's amazing. my shit. Redbone. Yeah. Ellie, if you haven't listened to Redbone a hundred times, you're welcome. You're about to. <laughs> that makes Marvin Gaye cry, dude. Yep. Okay, it's childish, can't be no homegirl, drop it like the NASDAQ. Move white girls like this coat up my ass crack. Move black girls, cause man, fuck it, I'll do either. I love pussy, I love bitches, dude, I should be running Peter in Adidas with some short shorts. B-O-O all over me, my green is where it's supposed to be, your green is in my grocery. This Asian dude, I stole his girl and now he got that Koji beef, my dick is like an accent mark, it's all about the over E. Like a parked car I sound weird Like nigga with See and I love how Tongue and cheek it is Because he's doing it As like a, He's making fun of that Kind of rap to a degree He's yeah. not really 
He's making. He's calling attention to the braggadocious. Like, yeah, I how fuck stupid bitches, all I that shit money. is. It's like how and, often can you say that? And it's <clears> like that. That shit was new thirty years ago. It's important he did that after his career already started because you knew it was tongue in cheek. Imagine yeah. that being his first song. You'd be like, God damn, bro. Well, that was down. and, and a lot of artists <laughs> coming hard. Bro. And a lot of artists. That's how you get these fucked up one hit wonders. Is you've got to pay attention to how you're going into the industry. If you have this album where the one song that's very tongue in cheek, that's almost like a novelty song, happens to be the one that the studio wants to put out as a hit, you're pigeonholed for the rest of your fucking life and when someone buys your album and hears that none of the songs are like that song that they like from the radio you just go off into the nothingness you're you're gone yeah i mean you know so luckily that didn't happen with him i don't think it could he's too goddamn fucking dynamic and fucking uh, he is everywhere at the same time man gambino's a, a fucking force of nature i'm very very interested to see what he comes out with next if you guys haven't realized he did a movie with rihanna right after uh, this is America. And then he kind of floated away for a little bit. Yeah. And I'm very, very curious to see um, his next installment of his career, whether it be yeah. comedy or acting or whatnot. Or like another season of Atlanta or like, yeah. I, I don't know if that's Man, happening. And but... By the way, Atlanta. Ooh. Ooh, I still haven't I still haven't delved because I know I'll just burn through it. And I, I do it. There's Dude. so much content now. It's like I have so to schedule it out like my Dude, work like, calendar. Like Keith is in it. Homeboy fucking that was in Godzilla and King Kong is in it, who went to Julia or Harvard fucking acting. Wow, Harvard um, drama. Yeah, like fucking dude. I mean, he it, it, that is a well-written, wonderful, talk about tongue-in-cheek, talk about making fun of yourself. But um, And we've got one more voicemail. We've yeah, got a man. voicemail from our friend Jill. Jill Carlson is uh, one, of the, one of the leaders of our stand-up comedy scene here in Durango, and she left us a little message that we want to play for all of you. Sure. The legal disclaimer at the beginning. Nice job, fellas. This is Jill Carlson from the Durango Comedy Scene, also working with Four Corners Comedy Festival and Comic Uprising. We just want to let you guys know that we are having two a night open mics every Tuesday in March. The first one starts at Most Starlight Tavern, hosted by the lovely Emma Z, and that's at 7 p.m. And then you can head over to El Rancho for the show that Drew Mitchell is hosting, and that's at 8:30. Uh, hope to see you guys all there. If you want to come check out your comedy skills or just uh, laugh at locals, you are welcome to join us. And uh, thanks for uh, setting up this voicemail. I'll call it again sometime when I'm feeling like talking about something besides comedy. Have a good day. Bye. Wow. I, mother, see, I, so she, I, can you just call in ads now? Is that how this works? So she didn't pay a shit. I wish we would have listened to that. Where's our money, Jill? So when Give she, me my money, Jill. So when she says she's going to call when she has some other comedy to talk about, she's never calling again. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what that means? I think that's, but that's yeah. what she alluded to. She's, uh, a, she's a woman of parts. She's, she's yes. an attorney. Yep. Um, very, very smart. She's very, got a lot going on. Cool lady. Anyway, go to both those shows that Jill was promoting because both those venues are just wonderful places with Absolutely. wonderful people. Wonderful humans. 100%. Yeah, so what totally. we watching, boys? Oh, yeah, that's right. We're just obsessed with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and we're going to talk about it at length. So <laughs> so Marvel, boys? <laughs> we can breeze through this one a little bit. I mean, this we is can. a... It's a great episode, though. I felt like a lot great got episode. opened up, especially with their... I was waiting for the three... You can tell that Marvel has a formula to a degree now where it's always end of third episode with these last two series. End of third episode is a reveal that opens up a whole new world you didn't realize was coming for the next three. And I thought... Spoilers, everybody, at the very end, when they have one of the Dora Milaje show up, you're like, oh shit, Wakanda forever. This shit is about to get real yeah, as God. fuck. That was fucking dope. Um, but 
okay, so we start at the end. Yeah, yeah we let's start at the end. Let's be like uh, uh, tour filmmakers. Let's and now let's go back and reverse engineer and get you to that point. We're going to tenant the shit out of this. Yeah. Someone's like, what's that movie about? And I try to think about it and like I, a blood vessel pops in my eye. Yeah. I don't know. I watched it once in the theaters and I don't know how to explain I'm it. I'm midway through it right now on Plex and I'm still trying to figure <laughs> just out what wait the, till the fuck end. is happening. Just wait till the end with the two military groups, one that's running forwards in time, one that's going backwards no and where they what's meet. Going it's on. insanity. Um, that's, a, that's an achievement. But it makes no sense. <laughs> Again, it's no a sense. neophyte to, to the Captain America lore. Yeah. Um, I'm enjoying this purely. And I say it and I say it and I say it just as a fucking visual moviegoer-esque sort of thing. I'm not relying on you to, to, to explain canon to me. I'm not relying on you to, to propagate story or create story arc or expedite the story because I expect this to happen at this time because yeah. I'm such a fan. It's just a bunch of good fucking actors, a bunch of really good special effects, and a really good batch of dialogue and storyline. I don't know what else fucking... I looked over at Rex, I'm like, this is the Babe Ruth of production companies. They just point and crack home runs, dude. And they do it over and over again to the point where if they got a bad show... We're going to be killing them for it, dude. We are so spoiled Sadly. at this point, dude. Yeah, and well, that's just the way the culture's moved. It's we love you, we love you, we love you. I didn't like that! You should die in a fire! <laughs> this this narrative is way more straightforward than what we got with WandaVision, obviously. It's a little bit more just like... I mean, this harkens way back to, obviously, the Winter Soldier. Yes. I think it's that type yeah. of... It's that espionage with superheroes kind of vibe. Political and, thriller. Yeah. And plus, well. we throw in the whole, we've talked about this, but the, the, the buddy cop dynamic is even more prevalent in this one, I think, uh, when they go get Baron Zemo out of prison. Which, by the way, that scene when... Fantastic. Yeah. When Sebastian Stan is explaining, like, uh, let me ask you a hypothetical. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, it's, it's happening at the same it's time. Yeah. But no, great. Yeah. last week you were like, I dare to say it had 48 hours vibes. And I was like, yeah, without the convict angle. And then they added the convict and angle. They, they, the they get the guy out behind the scenes. And now it's like, these guys shouldn't get along, but they're hilarious together. Dude. And then them going into the club. and it, oh, There God. were so many, like, fucking, what was his name? Smile fucking tiger. Yeah. Smiling Tiger. It's such a fun show. Great actors. It's super hyper palatable, much more than WandaVision. I think WandaVision was way more esoteric from a fucking mm -hmm. casual fan perspective. I think anybody could watch this, even if you've never watched a Marvel movie, yeah. and still get some enjoyability out of it. It's, yeah. This is their vanilla ice cream series it where it's just everybody loves it, man. Just I, I can't imagine the, the fortitude it takes as artists and as a studio and all this to not only be telling this wonderful story, but explaining shit that naysayers of what happened with the blip and how the logistics of the blip coming back, it would be a nightmare. They're addressing that. The, open, the opening God, part of this episode yes. is, is a commercial for the Global Repatriation Committee because we need to find homes for the people whose homes were sold five years ago when they blipped out of the fucking universe now where do they go like they're, they're they're not only doing that they're addressing that but they're sticking to the stories that we've been following with all these characters from their specific movies this whole episode had everything to do with winter soldier because we brought back Pe peggy carter's granddaughter that he had a brief relationship with karen is it karen carter something carter no. the chick from revenge who i love yes yeah emily thorne from revenge <laughs> Great, uh, she comes back and i love her in it and i loved her action she's a badass because you could 
hotel she was doing her own stunts yeah man it was um, dope it was and, dope and just time but also addressing that like she got completely fucked after civil war she's like yo guys you guys because you had the end game thing happen in your fancy avengers you guys got the fucking pass but i was like a rogue agent who's been hiding for the last five years because i got fucked yeah and you know so they're they're closing loops that we all wondered about before but weren't really that worried about but now it's like all of a sudden it's once again they just made everything we've watched for the last 10 years even better i want to go back and watch more again i want to watch winter soldier and civil war back to back yeah again so i know what's coming next sharon yeah. sharon carter sharon carter i did not mean to karenize her and <laughs> she yeah she kicks a lot of ass yeah there's um, that, i think yeah. that's i think the scene with the prison break mm-hmm. the scene in the storage yard where oh. karen carter's kicking the or sharon carter's kicking the holy living shit out of everybody <laughs> yes. it's awesome also it takes place in madripoor and that creates a story arc that marvel nerds are going to cream their fucking pants yes. over because that's x-men territory yes it is that is mutant territory mm-hmm. that is where tons of mutants go to live their lives and the X-Men are, I mean, primarily associated with Madripoor. Yeah. Well, they, do they just like roll in every now and again to re-up and be like, hey, fucking uh, Morph died, so we need like two more to replace him. <laughs> <Morph>. <laughs> Remember Morph? <laughs> Sorry, cartoon. I'm still a Rando. slave to that second season of the cartoon with a Morph storyline. Rando. But yeah, they're cracking doors for future shit. And and again, like you might not know what Madripoor is or why that's important in the lexicon of fucking Marvel or why, but God damn, man, just... <laughs> I keep saying it every week, man. We come back here and we talk about Marvel shit. And I'm like, these motherfuckers, dude. They got it's been us. 22 <laughs> years and they just keep hitting home runs. They keep, like Sean said, closing loops, introducing new time loops, bringing back old ones. Like it's, you know, and then it ends with the Wakanda shit. And I'm just like, man, stop it. They're fucking up my future life, especially. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just man. saying, I'm like, if I go off the deep end, I'm going to miss a meal if it means I have to renew my Disney Plus. I'm going to have a, I'm going to be homeless with a phone and Disney Plus and those are the only two assets I own. I miss meals every now and again because, ah, oh shit, I got to pay the $14.99 for Disney Plus That's again. What's up. Because this is all I need forever. <laughs> you can't DoorDash a triple burger from Wendy's. Uh, it's called Burger Den and it's a fake, it's, it's Denny's but they hide under Burger Den and their burgers are delicious. Bobby, you are correct. Yeah. I got a mushroom blast yeah. burger or whatever it was called last night. I doubled it up too. Check this out. Double this giant burger, add an extra patty, Dollar fifty, yeah. To add an extra like half pound. Pa- oh shit! Did I eat a fucking? I ate a pound of ground beef last. You time. are shitting next <laughs> July. <laughs> That's what's happening. Um, it was covered colon in something resembling cheese. Bounded. It's also helping it stay in me. It'll be with me forever. I'm curious. Let's let's move it. What have you guys, Bobby? I'm curious about this song. We're gonna let's go into some musica caliente. What is this band? I can tell you very little. I didn't. Say, I, now, Bob, I was wondering. You, I was like, "Was this shot, in Bobby?" The dark? When you throw me, when you throw me obscure shit, sometimes I'm like, "I want to hear it with you." Yeah, yeah. For I, sure. I, I, before I went, because I could have heard it earlier, but I want to hear it with you. What this is, is happening? This is a pitchfork eight point two. Oh, okay, <laughs> perfect. Whoa. I thought that was little over. High. So that's over. over. Little high. Little pitchy um, dog. We're talking art rock. This band is called Dry Cleaning. Art rock. I already hate it. It's it's art rock. <laughs> for sh- when yeah. the second I started the song, I was just like Sonic Youth. These oh, guys, perfect. these Sonic guys Youth know their Sonic Youth. There's, it's not. It doesn't sound exactly, but it, you, you'll hear what I'm talking about. It's a the girls. I can't remember her name. The the, the young woman that's the lead singer. Um, her delivery is very. Um, it, there's not a lot of dynamics to it. 
she mm. just sings in a very like is it like falling out of her face almost I mean, kind of no I didn't mean She's that in a, a bad singer, way just but, like a babbling brook like, it's, like yeah uh, anyways it, it, it reminded me that's the only reason I literally wanted to send you the songs because I was like this just reminded me of Sonic Youth and Sonic Youth is probably one of my like five favorite bands of all time Sonic right? Youth for all you kids Ellie Sonic Youth is very 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 important to alt rock they're one of the OGs, man. They're Mount Rushmore of what would be considered alternative rock. I'm jealous because um, you guys were of the age to go catch like the Lollapalooza, like Lollapalooza hit in your mm-hmm. town and Sonic Youth is the fucking headliner. And that was way before my time. Dude, so I couldn't have go, ever seen that. Go do yourself a favor. Look at the first Lollapalooza lineup oh, and shit your pants. Dude, look at the first Coachella oh, lineup. Oh my God, Look dude. at the first Coachella lineup. It I was went fucking to a couple, Rage and Tool. I went to a couple Coachellas. I saw fucking Portishead open for Tool. Wow. At Coachella. That, Dating yourself. That will fucking ruin your life. <laughs> yeah, melt your brain. Um, but anyway, I love the fact that it's Sonic Youthy. I, I really want to hear it now. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Uh, real quick, before we start, um, I mentioned the lead singer. Her name is Florence Shaw. Florence Shaw. She does. It's almost spoken wordy. Okay, I'm with it. Are you taking a photo or drinking a bottle of water? You're a spoon, pal. You are. Don't remember anyone. Sorry. At first, I was like, I don't know. And then as soon as it got in, I was like, oh, the 90s. I love this. <laughs> well, yeah, it Dude. drops in. And the, the gentleman's name is uh, Tom Douse. Tom Douse. Um, and it's that angular, jangly guitar thing that Thurston Moore yeah. was so fucking good at. Like, there has to be an influence I was, there. I, I would was, be stunned who else if this does guy it sound didn't like? listen Who's, to Thurston Moore. And, uh, who did the song that, <clears throat> what the fuck, the, that has this guitar in it? It's not the Pretenders. Pretenders. Was it the pretenders? Yeah. Very pretenders feel. Uh, that's actually a great pull, Sean. That's um, not it, bad at there, all. There is tonally um, a pretenders feel to it. There's a Chrissy Hind. The timbre of her voice yeah. is very Chrissy Hind. Um, so that makes absolute sense. That's actually a great call. The thing that I was thinking of from a songwriting, the dissonance of the progression um, reminded me of Velvet Underground. Um, I guarantee yeah. you yep. these guys... I mean, everybody's listening yes. to fucking Velvet Underground. But, but that's a progression. I there mean, was Velvet a, Underground yeah. heavily influenced Sonic Youth. Exactly. Yeah. Who yeah. then you know heavily I mean? influenced yeah. everybody else. And yes, when it kicked into that chorus, Thurston, brother. Oh, um, yeah. That, that and, and Sean was like, was this one guitar? Is that a 12 string? Is it? It's heavily reverbed with yeah. not a lot of fucking bass on it. It's it just really sounded like there was a trebly, very, there was a high pitch harmonic string being played with each string. And it reminded me of a 12 string. There's guitar. a, there's a trebly thing that's happening with the, the sonically with the production and heavy reverb, which sounds like it's a multiple guitar lick. Yeah. Um, but really fun. Yeah, very nostalgic, and I kind of dug I it. Dig it. And I her I voice, like at first I couldn't tell she was a Brit, and then I was like, oh my God, she's got this, I don't, don't want to say raspy, but it's a deeper kind of mm-hmm. sensual mm-hmm. voice, and then she's got a little fucking Cockney accent in there, and Bit, I was like, right. it started to move. I was like, oh, I will listen to you tell me your yeah. stories all and, day. And, and then she said, in it. In it, and I was in like, it, bro. <laughs> in it, bro. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I soiled my pantaloon. <laughs> um so I like it. I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna I finish it, this whole album. Yeah, wanna, I would. Wanna, I would. Let, I, I'd like to explore that album as well. That it's might, just that Pretenders thing has really got me, man. I fucking yeah, love the Pretenders. That's a great call, man. And Pretenders, listen, 
There's nobody that's a, a woman that has ever picked up a guitar that hasn't listened to Chrissy Hind. Yeah. Um, oh. She's, as far as females and rock are concerned, again, Mount Rushmore is Chrissy Hind. Pretenders, you forget how bad of a band that was, man. They were some bad motherfuckers. Um, back in the days when there weren't bad motherfuckers from Ohio, too. Like, <laughs> crazy, man. Um, I don't know, man. That's some rough parts of Cleveland. Great, great songwriters, um, uh, yep. the Pretenders. Um, classic, Brass and Pocket. And the timbre of her voice did remind me a lot of Christiane, which is, God, you want to compliment somebody. Yeah, you're That's welcome. one of them. And so my song for this week, I went ahead and stole the song that Aaron sent to us. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's Aaron's I week off. I'm taking you. that song. I sent that to you personally because I know you love this man. I love this man. So I figured I you should know <laughs> when so small. this tiny weirdly hairy man um i knew you would love it though because it's one of it's, your dudes i have yeah i have been obsessed with the jedi mind trick since bustos introduced me to him i was like this guy's really angry and so am i because i'm in my 20s and i'm a white male <laughs> with rage because i had everything and i don't know why i don't get to keep it forever um so i was super angry got really into jedi mind tricks yes. and jedi mind tricks is a wonderful hip-hop group but the head the guy that leads that group's name is Vinny p Vinny pazienza Vinny paz he does his box own cutter pazzy box cutter pazzy icon the hologram he's got icon. a bunch of other that's that's a lot of from like the yeah. psychosocial yeah for sure like og shit yeah but he's gonna Vinny paz has a new song and aaron sent it to us and i was like fucking love it because this man can do no wrong and i thought i was maybe like because that was the day that it like came out and i thought oh, i'm gonna send mr bustos before he fucking he sees it. it and he's like dude i heard that before you heard about it and i was like oh god damn it can never uh, one up the stoves yeah uh, you forget Vinny paz too by the way for those of you who don't know outside of aotp um outside of some other side projects he's done whether he's been under Jedi or other is under his own name, um, I defy you to go through that man's catalog and find a clunker. There might be albums that you don't think are as strong as others, but God yeah. damn, Pazienza, man, you do not fuck around, sir. And he's our age. You yeah. know, he's in his 40s, killing it. He's been doing it since he's 16. Yep. You forget I Who Have Nothing came out, came out when he was Fuck. a teenager. Is that Violent by Design? Um, yeah. Yeah, so um, if I'd say Violent by Design is their no, best album. No, no, that album. was their first one. Oh, uh, not Visions of Gandhi then. That was the Psychosocial. The first one. It's a long title. It's the Psychosocial, blah, 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it's they the one with the four-part running person yeah. on it. Anyway, dude, I'm, I'm glad you dug this because the track reminds me of straight-up 90s banger. The hook yeah. is actually, that's where one part where Vinny sometimes loses me on his hook. Yeah. And this one is a banger. Yeah, dude. it's like you go Boom. through the whole verse, you get to the hook, and you're like, all right, <laughs> let's dude. get to the next verse so I can hear some horrible, horrible shit again. I hold but I mean that in the best way because he just eviscerates fools. Dude, I hold green in my hand like a bottle of Bex. <laughs> that shit is so dirt McGirt, dude. I Shout out it, to dude. Bex, future sponsor. Dude. Vinny Pazienza. Yeah. The thunderclap, I gave him a wig. It's not an accident. The throne of Baphomet is the opposite of a sacrament. The shots is accurate. They the size of a baby aspirin. I got a couple Akis that's moving, maybe get babbling. The blacked out maxim, a carrying packs of packaging. Provide the fraction, it gets bloody where the coagulant. I'm the Lord, I'm like the patriarch of the Capulet. The gin head, nothing is saving you, not an amulet. Everybody brought getting hit like I'm an anatomist. I'm not a pacifist, I got lots of yops in the cabinet. The murder graduate, and that's tough. Dude, I love it when they use like. Old soul and R&B music from the 70s as beats. It's a 90s thing, like you said. 
I fucking love that song. And I've got a new name for Vinny P and it's the Sultan of Syllables because that motherfucker, there's a very few artists that I know that I, I can't remember at least once where they've stretched to make a word work where it didn't necessarily fit, but you can fuck with the word to make it so that it fit the right cadence. This motherfucker is like a mathematician when it comes to the syllables being perfect. Everything is so fucking clean. I bet you some people might argue that it's too clean now. They liked it when it was, but, but right now he's firing on all fucking cylinders. It's clean. There's no rough edges. It's fucking dope. And that hook is better than most of the hooks that he's had on his solo albums. I think. Yeah. Cause when you say that it's funny, cause it's almost like some writers write their shit. He has like a very battle rap approach to his shit. You yeah. know, explain that. Cause you can almost hear the pa 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 on point, always has. He gets a little mush mouthy sometimes because he's old and he's got no teeth and he drinks. But good guy. Uh, but, but he's yeah, the Shane McGowan that, of underground hip hop. Yes, dude. <laughs> word. <laughs> um, but that that sample he used is fucking what's going on. That was a Marvin Gaye shit that he ripped, um, which is dope as fuck. I just love the 90s feel and the fire of it. Like, you know, with your boys, get low, motherfucker, because I said so. Like, I just, it's just, it it embodies like a fucking, like a, a, a time for me almost. It's weird. Like, uh, and we all know that everybody loves Marvin Gaye. Quote Baron Zemo. It is the culmination <laughs> yeah. of the black experience in America. And Falcon's like, I hate that you're fucking right, but he's fucking right. <laughs> he's like a trips like a pimp. It's like this, this white almost Nazi just said some shit about black folks and it was right and I hate myself. It's and like he when, nailed it's it. It's like when I read a Bobert tweet and I'm like, every now and again, I'll be like, God damn it, that little cunt is right this time. I'll uh, just ignore it. I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's ever happened. Oh, it's happened um, a couple times and it's infuriating. But, it is, I, it, but is infuriating. it also comes from her representative, Lauren Bobert. She has her official one and then her one that she says more shitty mm-hmm. stuff on. And the things that are occasionally right are only on her representative account. Oh, and wow. because we decided to follow her on Twitter with our Whiskey Reel account, yes. I get notifications whenever that's – I'm not going to say it. When that young woman <laughs> posts a tweet, um, I get notified of it Do you also get time. notified when I reply? Like the one thing that I don't, she said? See, I don't. I don't get those notifications because, because it's the same account, so they just think it's me. You guys saw – oh, wow. So you guys saw what I said to her when she was saying something about COVID. Uh, COVID vaccine passports are unconstitutional in this but diatribe, and I was like – you're about as dumb as a bag of hammers fucking another bag of hammers that happened to be related to the previous bag of hammers. Incest hammers. Incest hammers. Yeah. Um, I like it. That's her whole platform. <laughs> well, I dig that track. It's a classic uh, head nodder. You yeah, know? you're rocking out, Bobby. Yeah, I love it. Usually there has to be a girl with a usually has to be a girl with a big nose and a bass guitar to get you moving like you were. I mean, that doesn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> I have a type. <laughs> oh God! So I guess we're fucking there, boys. You've we're seen at the time. Melissa Oftimore. Um, I love her. I know you do. Know. Um, <laughs> she dated uh, Josh Holm. We are at the moment where we clutch our very pertinent pearls of wisdom. Yeah, man. Um, I got mine. If you want me to go, do it. Um, it's been a bad week. No, it, actually, <laughs> it hasn't. It's been a teachable moment week, and uh, we get taught and we teach, and that's what happens. What I learned this week is there was a moment where Rex and I were doing something and I jumped in and she said, thank you for, (laughs) this sounds horrible. I'm not going to say what I was going to say because it sounds dirty. Um, There are, there are voids in all of us that if you're with the right people, they replace and, and, and bridge those voids for you, those gaps for you. Okay. 
Um, I was going to say fill the holes, but then you start. <laughs> <laughs> um, like fucking. You know, it's like it's like sex. So there was a moment where I jumped in and did something that she wasn't able to do. Um, Anal. Because, yes. And so <laughs> in turn, I am going through something currently where she's jumping in and bridging the gap for me. She's, so what it gave me, I was like, God damn. I'm like, when you're in a good relationship and Mind you, we're volatile and we're feisty and we, God, we fucking just scratch and claw. But what we have is each other's backs. And when you're in a good relationship, there are those weaknesses. Um, and hopefully there's not a lot for you. But if you're with the right person, they make up the difference for you. So you're not weak at all anywhere. Even though you feel weak at times, if you're with the right person, they bridge that gap and they help support those low points for you. And if you can do that for somebody and they can do it for you, you might just have something there. And uh, so I'm mad appreciative to you, my boo-boo. Thank you. You've been awesome. Thank you for the last, especially last 24 hours. Just wanted to shout her out and hopefully everybody can find somebody in their life that does that, whether they're romantic or not. It could be platonic, but somebody who kind of makes you stronger in your weak points and vice versa. Perfect. Bobby? Aaron's right. This has been kind of a teachable moment and I've done a little reflection on it and I, I've always fancied myself to be pretty thick-skinned. Like I can take, like, like, let's face it, like my life is pretty much one of the consistent punchlines on this podcast. Like we get romantic. Week out. You're romantic. My, that part of my there's and a, it's yeah. always so elevated to from where it really is. And so we, we honestly we've turned it into this craziness for the sake of the podcast. We hope everybody knows Bobby's not really this crazy. I'm I'm, I'm not quite that crazy, but I have realized in the last few months I'm a little fucking crazy. <laughs> and what happens is I get um I get it, I have moments where I become so thin skinned mm-hmm. and I let my feelings control my actions i let my i let my my fear and my heartache and my pain and all those fucking things that i let them drive the car mm. and i was doing that last night i've done it a what happened lot last of, night a lot of, nothing really <laughs> <laughs> <Idiot. laughs> um oh <laughs> And, and you know what, honestly, when you, and then you, oh, fuck it, I'll talk about that a little bit. I'm not going to say anything specific, but when you're dealing with another human being who is also a little thin-skinned. A little. And um, has reactions the way you do. I mean, probably part of the reason that I butted heads with somebody yesterday was because we're too much alike sometimes. Mm. You know, we both get in our fucking feels and we both fucking go in vendetta mode. Mm. And, you it's know. with us. Yeah, you and me. We're very you. similar too. Exactly. And I, I, I don't know. This is not a pearl of wisdom because I don't know what the answer is. I know that I alluded to this earlier in the show. I think we're all fucking frazzled on. I think we're all threadbare and we are struggling to get through this shit. But you can see through us in the sunshine and it's hopefully going to change soon. Yeah, man. Um, and maybe we can all start to get mentally healthy again. It will, uh, man. The the only constant is change. That sounds stupid and crunchy, mm-hmm. but nothing stays the same and nothing lasts. So this too shall pass. And you know, it's, it's, it's just got to wait. It's amazing. You have these things that are happening in your life and they're stressing you out. It's like, I have to move in two months and I'm freaking yeah. out. I'm like, where the fuck am I moving to? And then I go to the breakfast. The logistics are moving. Yeah. I go, I, and I go to breakfast with someone and he's like, uh, oh yeah, by the way, I talked to my landlord about you and you just need to call him this weekend. I think you're going to be cool to move in on that day. Perfect. And so I'm like, it's such, okay. that's the way it works. <laughs> as soon as you stop looking and stop caring and, or, and you start know what worrying, I mean? it, it works out. Well, yeah. When your anxiety just like, 
it, it, it dissipates when little things like that happen. You know yes. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, my, my point being is just, I, I well, let's all be a little more thick skinned and be a little more fucking like tolerant with each other and realize that I come on this show and I make fun of the eighth Ave Tav yeah. relentlessly. Yeah. That's the owner of that bar. It's like your best friend. <laughs> is one of my best fucking friends in the world. We have stood shoulder to shoulder and back to back on the streets. Dude. Bro, yeah. And you Brian, know what I mean? Brian, oh, Brian is a mensch. Brian yes. is a mensch. And, we tease, and that place isn't bad. And we really, tease a lot of places. We tease ourselves more than we tease anybody else. We we're do. more We're more brutal on ourselves than we will ever be to anybody else. Fuck yeah. I just, I think that's a great point, Bobby. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe don't take maybe don't take yourself so fucking seriously because honestly, we're dude. Uh, the mo- earth moves when you leave. The earth continues to spin, and that's really hard for people to take. They think they're the most important thing, and how could anybody have this restaurant work if I quit? Right. How could anybody function if I'm not here? And guess what? They do yeah. have a little yeah. bit of fucking have a little bit of humility. Yeah, and you, you know? I liked what you said earlier, where you're like, you know, this is a process. We don't have the answers, but mm. just because we don't have the answers means that we get to ignore the questions. And that brings me to my pearl. It is Male Aggression Awareness Month this <sighs> April. And if you have a male in your life <laughs> who sometimes acts like an angry child and goes and yells at people's faces, you should probably. Tase that male and tie them up so they can't do that. Get it, Katie? Glad you're listening. Now to my real pearl. She doesn't listen. <laughs> no, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. no she doesn't listen at all. My real pearl is uh, as we are starting to open up and everybody's getting antsier. And like you said, when we talked about in the beginning of how the this week's events transpired is that people are going the fuck off. And maybe that's, you know, what inspired my part to play in our little drama over this weekend. But um, the thing was, is I thought I was magically better because I do feel a lot better this week because I planned a trip. I got my second vaccine. So now I feel like I can go out and travel. So Katie and I made a trip for Denver and we're going to go see some shit live. We're going to see a baseball nice. game and a hockey game and go see a fucking comedy show. Responsibly. Responsibly. We're going to be wearing masks. It's all socially distanced. We're, we're going to nice. be vaxxed. Um, and I got to say that it's crazy what you can do for your own motivation when you put the dangling carrot, like everybody needs a dangling carrot and that my wife and I are especially like this. So we start to get in a rut and go, I'm going a little fucking crazy. As long as you can dangle a carrot, we've got this trip coming up in a month. Then it's a lot easier to run on the treadmill of life, no matter how sweaty and fat you are. Yeah. I'm doing the same thing with a a trip at the end of the month to go visit Rex's dad and sister. Uh, and it's in the middle of nowhere, but it's a city. So who cares? Because it's a fucking city. It's a fucking city. Yeah. And fucking, if you ever refer to your dick as a dangling carrot again, I'll fucking choke you to death. Uh, no one, and I mean no one, can come back from hearing Sean sing chocolate salty balls. No one. Oh, suck on my chocolate salty balls. <laughs> Put them in your mouth and suck them. Suck on my chocolate salty balls. Put them out, baby, blow. Ooh, suck on my balls, baby. Suck on my gigantic Irish balls. <laughs> suck on my big Irish balls. They are definitely, definitely huge. It's actually kind of disturbing. It's kind of like three silly putties in one. <laughs> I apologize. Woo!